The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. It's Sin-Shu-Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. AJ Abergarth unfortunately cannot make it tonight, so producer Mike LaPlante's filling in his shoes. He filled in for me last week, so uh, I guess uh, AJ's is making sure he returns the favor. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, how you going, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to talk football and watch football at the same time. Yeah, it's uh, it's always it's always interesting. I mean, you miss most of the game, unfortunately, but uh, yeah, this one's kind of looking like it's gonna be a blowout. Like I think a lot of us expected. Uh, Tampa's running away with it so far, twenty-one to seven, with a little about a minute and a half left in the first half here. Uh, I think Antonio Brown has gone out with an. I think it was a is it an ankle injury? Is what I think I saw. Um, I, he has not returned. Was, yeah. They just told me a leg injury. Yeah, and then uh, Richard Sherman went out early with a hamstring injury. So, I mean, the Bucks are all banged up on defense already. It's amazing that they can even hold these teams to you know what they've done so far. So, we'll see how it goes. the The Eagles have seemed to have you know make something out of nothing at least for fantasy. Uh, Jalen Hurts will just run a bunch in the second half. It seems like, uh, and and save fantasy owners there. But it hasn't been pretty in the first half for most of the Eagles games, unfortunately, for them. So it's all we can hope for. Anyway, man, tonight we've got a uh, pretty good show. Uh, you know, we're talking some news and notes. You know, we're going to be talking about the Raiders and the you know, bye weeks and what's going on with the Chiefs. And then, of course, all these major injuries. And, you know, it's a little bit of good news with the injuries. Like, we're going to talk about some guys that are coming back and whether or not you want to, you know, get in on, on them, you know, or you're still worried about them. And then, uh, you know, we'll finish up the way we usually do. But before we get into things here, just want to remind everybody to hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button wherever you watch and listen to us. We appreciate your support, and it goes a long way in helping us out. Um, Without further ado, though, man, let's do my favorite segment of the week, and it is beer. Beer. All right, man. Uh, So I'll go first, and it is a Kushwa forever trusting new england style double ipa um it wasn't the best by them i gave it a three and three quarters and i usually give most of their stuff like four or four and a quarter this one didn't hit the spot um which i was surprised because i like new england style ipas i like double ipas so it's a uh, kind of kind of a shocker here that uh, that it this one just missed the mark so uh, they can't get them all right i do like the can though i like the uh the snake and kind of like the zz top looking forevers and stuff that's kind of cool i'm screwing up the r here but yeah um but it kind of looked like a koozie from afar i liked it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean what you got but uh if you watched last week uh i'm rocking the same thing bush light (laughs) classic uh and uh, i'm just not a big ipa guy (laughs) but actually uh, from what I hear, I, I, I hear our next segment, they really like to talk about their bushes. Yeah, so uh, speaking, of, speaking of some bush, um, guys, it's, it's a no-no, man. If you, if you got some bush, you need to, um, and I'm not talking about the alcohol, I'm good with the alcohol bush. You, uh, if you got some bush, man, you need one of these bad boys. 
the Manscaped 4.0 Razor. This thing's the real deal, man. I'm gonna tell you, I was gone last week with the with the wifey, and um, <laughs> just gonna say she appreciated the uh, the lack of the bush. Um, so um, it was worth the investment. Yeah, man, it was uh, definitely worth it. And uh, you know, you guys can get on this too. Um, uh, promo promo code for F6P20, guys. It's down here on the bottom in the ticker if you're watching. F6, the number 6P20, 20% off all of their products plus free shipping. And, like, they got it all. Like, if you've already got the razor and you need some refills, uh, guys, they've got, like, you know, deodorant for down there. Um, they've got spritzer. They've got nose trimmers, ear trimmers. You guys, they got it. You you think you need it? They got it, man. Like you need to trim up, guys. It is the real deal. It's the way to go. Um, and not only is it appreciated by the by the females, it makes you feel better, man. I'm not gonna lie, man. It's cleaner. It, fe- it feels cleaner. It feels nicer, man. It does. It really does. So, get in on that, guys. Last couple days, unfortunately, possibly uh, for for our promo code to be live. So get in on this action while it's hot, guys. We got two days, uh, unless we hit a certain number, and then uh, we can keep it going. So, um, we keep it going. Yeah, man. Uh, I always like to hear AJ, you know, make a fool of himself <laughs> on on air. But this was my He's week for that. for one. So, alrighty. Um, so yeah, let's jump into things here, man. Uh, so we got. Um, whoop, whoop. I think the Raiders. I yeah, sorry. I just realized I threw this on the wrong Twitter feed, and I'm looking for it on mine, going like, "What in the hell?" So I was looking for it myself. <laughs> I was like, "What in the hell? Where'd it go?" I'm trying to retweet it and stuff. Yeah, I'm all flustered here because I'm figuring, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. But I found it. We're good. Retweeting it now. So, um, yeah. So news and notes for the week as we approach week six. Um. The Raiders, you got to lead with this. Um, it's unfortunate news. You never like to see this kind of thing happen. Um, and I'm not talking about Gruden getting fired or, you know, him retiring or whatever he said he did. Right. Um, obviously, you know, what he did, what, well, obviously what he did was uncalled for. And, you know, it deserved everything he he got. Um, it's just, you never like to see it. Um because it, it, it's I such mean, a distraction it is it is going to be a gigantic distraction for this team um i believe you know they now they do have their interim head coach in there um and i was watching nfl live last night and he was a a coach for the bucks when Keyshawn johnson was was there and he was the one that was talking about him it yeah. says the dude's like the real deal like he's he's a good guy he, he can motivate people um and all that kind of stuff but it's just one of those, uh, you know. It it'll be very interesting to see how the team responds, uh, right? Like, let's put it this way: the Raiders actually have an openly gay player. Yep, <laughs> so, like, the guy, the guy sat there and like he. I mean, he took the day off the other day. I I don't know if he came back today. I didn't, you know, didn't uh, get that did, news. He did return today. I, I mean, I kind of figured he would, but like to take a day off, like you know, it's hitting him hard after everything that you know Gruden. It came out that Gruden said, right, uh, about about gays, right, and then, I mean, the NFL is predominantly black players, right? So like all the locker room in general, right, like. 
you've got to you've got to imagine and I, like i have no way of knowing but like you have to imagine right that you know the black players in general are angry you know kind of wonder what the hell is going on and then like the white players are just going like what wait what do we do like <laughs> like it's just an uncomfortable situation you have to hope that they can all be professionals and move on and you would hope that they kind of like take this as like a fuel to go forward, but it's it's really an unknown situation to see how this team's going to respond. And like the last couple of weeks haven't been very good in j- anyway. And you kind of wonder if you know it might snowball. Maybe this, yeah, it's either it either snowballed or I wonder if like they kind of heard rumblings of this like coming on because well the the email threads you know like oh there was an email that you know but like the fact that there was like tons and tons of them kind of came out after last week but there was already that like one that was like already known just to catch the attention of the public oh exactly so uh, i mean what's your thoughts on how they're gonna move move forward and you know maybe rally or or, you know is it is it just like i'm kind of like you I'm, i'm thinking i'm trying to think glass half full and they can use it as a galvanizing you know bring the team together moment and and do something special with it and just prove to themselves that they're better than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I would hope so. Uh, I mean, I know because <laughs> they know they are, but you yeah. know now they just got to prove it again. Yeah, I mean, there's been you know there's been talk that like Gruden and Carr haven't really gotten along for a while anyway, and Carr was just kind of using the season to basically stick at the Gruden, but now maybe he doesn't have to. So like, who knows what that means? And is this is uh, this the emergence of Josh Jacobs in the passing game finally? Oh my goodness, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it it and that's the I mean that and that's the other thing like for for you and me and, and you know anybody else who who studies fantasy and and does analysis for it it's hard to predict this team going forward. Like, is it, I don't, you know, they can't come in and like drastically change the offense, you know, week no. one, but you wonder if they're going to, you know, kind of steer it slowly in a different direction. You know, it could be positive things for rugs. Cause I think they were totally utilizing completely wrong. Same thing with Jacobs. You mentioned him. Um, and and about the only person I mean, the, being used, right. It was Waller. But even, but you know what? Like he was starting to see a lot of bracketed coverages, and he was getting less targets. And I mean, he's still doing okay for tight ends, but not, you know, not second round, you know, worth it. And you know, I took him first round of Scott Fish, and he had basically one good week for me. And after that, it's been like, eh, fine. Oh yeah, he's been been okay. Yeah, nineteen target week. And after that, everybody was like, yeah, we're just gonna cover that guy, and you guys are gonna have to figure out how to beat me. You know, it's like. And so you know, you kind of wonder if like maybe Rugs will Rugs will thrive, Edwards will thrive a little bit, Jacobs will kind of pick things up a little bit too, and then maybe that'll open things back up for Waller as well. Like it could all be positive because the offense, the offensive play calling and the offensive scheme changes just slightly enough. Um, I don't think we're going to see it week one, maybe not even week two with this team, but um, I think. You know, as we go along, things will start changing ever so slightly, and I just have yeah, to you're think it's see for the little po- tweaks here. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to imagine, right? Like this special teams coach that's that's coming in, and I forget his name. He, uh, I mean, this is a shot. He's he's trying to prove himself. He wants a head coaching job. He either wants this head coaching job or another one, right? Like he wants something. 
So this is his, this is his shot, and you know all these players got to play for their you know their their future contracts at this point. You know most of them. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know because when you get this like change in coaching and and things like that, like it usually means a change in a lot of players too down the line. So I, you hope that they use it as as fuel, and especially because like hey, well now we have a little bit like. I'm not. I'm not. I can't be Gruden's boy anymore. He's going to keep me around. It's not. That's not the. That's not going to happen anymore. So, um, yeah. It. It's unfortunate, uh, but it's odd. It's, it's obviously what we had to lead with. Uh, it. It sucks. You never want to have to lead with something like this, but it, it is what it part. is. So, let's get back into other things here, and we'll talk about some NFL bye weeks, and they are among us, folks. Um, this week's not terrible, but. Um, we do have the Falcons, who um, I guess we're missing Calvin two Ridley. Weeks Calvin Ridley, yep. yeah. Now Calvin Ridley, two weeks in a row, and we're missing Corderell Patterson, who I never thought I'd say we're missing <laughs> uh, ever. Never in a million years did I say I would thought I would say that say those words. Uh, we're missing the Saints, who it's really Kamara and nobody. Missing the Forty ers it's Debo, really, and then the Jets, eh, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not a terrible week for bye weeks, uh, but next week is when we start really getting hammer- hammered here, and uh, this is one of the bad weeks in week seven. Bills, Cowboys, Vikings, Chargers, Steelers, and then just for good measure, throw in the Jags. Not Man, my week seven is brutal, and then week nine is also brutal, and I didn't write all those names down, but those were the two weeks that, like, every time, you know, especially, like, I remember Scott Fish, you know, first draft I do early July, right? I'm looking through and I'm like, you know, starting to draft and just, you know, you're picking your players and you start looking and you're like, damn, I have a lot of players on week seven by. Damn, I have a lot of players on week nine by. Holy crap. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, you get pretty, you're going to get killed by those weeks. So I want to ask you, how do you prepare for these bye weeks? It, do you prepare for them early? Like, do you prepare for them? during your drafts or are you just picking best player possible and just hoping things shake out? Um, usually I just took best player and hoping things, you know, shook out. Maybe I'd look at, you know, some strength of schedule if possible, but you know how those accuracies are. I mean, none of them are really accurate in the off season until we actually get to see the defense is going. But this year with the bye weeks pushing into playoff weeks and, in some leagues, yeah. Yeah, in some leagues, and then you got it right before. I, I, I took account of those <laughs> ones particularly. Excuse me. Uh, I mean, so, like, pretty sure the Buccaneers was one of them. Uh, yeah, they have a late bye week. Yeah, and, you know, everybody's rostering Tom Brady and loving him right now. <laughs> yep. That's going to be a brutal one in, in week one of the playoffs for some of you, some of you guys. and. So th- this year I, I took a little note of it, but I mean you always go for the best player available. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I do this. I I draft, you know, best player available. I try to do that kind of thing. But this year, I, there were a couple of times where, you know, like especially in, in the middle-ish rounds after I've got kind of a base um, to where I go, okay, I've already got – two players week seven by I could take this guy or this guy this guy's got a week seven by this guy's got a week you know ten by uh, fine I'll take the week ten guy just because 
I, I couldn't go with like four players on the same bye week from like who I'm going to rely on week in and week out. Like, cause I mean, look, I guess I could have just drafted the best player possible and hoped, you know, imagine one of them was going to get injured eventually or something like that. But like, it, you know, it, you don't ever want that. So no, <laughs> it's just kind of like, what do you do? I'll, I'll tell you, I, I kind of got burned in Scott fish this week. Um, I had a lot of random like week six buys, which uh, you know it's a couple of Jets players, a couple Forty ers players, a couple Falcons players. Um, but then added to that was the fact that Gronk's been hurt, um, Judy's been hurt, and then I've got Chris Carson hurt. You got. I'm no starting. Money. I'm starting KJ Osborne because I have to. Because, hey, I remember you telling me that you didn't even want him earlier. <laughs> but he hasn't been good the last two weeks, so who cares? He's saving. I don't. <laughs> sure. I mean, if I hadn't started him, I would have started Geo or or or, or Brait over Carson. But what I'm hoping is that maybe Carson has a miracle comeback this late this week and he could play. And I don't want to start Osborne because I was like Geo and them aren't going to do much. So you know, it's whatever. I just had to take a chance but yeah i it's random how like you know the injuries and the bye weeks kind of compounded into one on a non-factored bye week for a lot of people and but i mean that, so that's what you got to prepare for so here's the other thing so like if you are getting hammered by bye weeks right you know especially like next week and week nine when we're gonna have a lot of teams with a lot of fantasy relevant players on it do you are you the mindset where it's just like i'm just gonna have to like punt that week if you want to call it that or just play whoever I can possibly play or are you like making trades for a bye week to like be able to put a good roster out and not get an L I wouldn't go as far as putting trades out for a bye week unless you're you know sitting there at 0 and 5 1 and 4 then you're desperate maybe you need to shake things up and do it yeah but I mean, this is what this is what you did in the draft, you or and the waiver wire for the first four weeks, five weeks. I mean, you've been stacking up on depth. I mean, just kind of just kind of hoping that you know you have enough depth to make it past these weeks. If not, you're gonna have to you know reach into that waiver wire well again. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat with you to where I go, I don't. If I yeah, if I'm desperate, if I you know am super desperate for a win, because if I have another loss, I'm probably out of it. Uh, yep. Then yeah, maybe I trade, and and you're probably having to trade and lose the trade in most cases in order to get, and that's why you don't do it. That's yeah, um, that's why it's just desperation. But you know, if if I'm three and two, four and one, yeah, two and three is kind of on that bubble. Um, in those cases, I'm probably sitting and just hoping I can find, you know, last guy on my bench or two and, and punt them off my team. And look, if somebody picks them up, cause I, you know, they're, they're guys that you want to stash and hope that they can do well. Um, but you just have to get rid of them because you need starting players. Then, then fine. You got to do it. I mean, sometimes it hurts. Um, it's a week by I mean, week, how, uh, game. I mean, that's what people have to do with kickers and defenses a lot. You know, like you have a good defense, you got to get rid of them a lot of times. Uh, it is what it is. So I think I would rather do that than lose the trade and just hope I get a win. Because um, who knows? 
if it'll even work out for you. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've done it before in the past where I've started off, you know, one and four and you get antsy, you want yeah. change. And then you're, you're so desperate for change that you, you end up most of the time always losing that trade. Yeah. You know, losing value, however you want to look at it. Yeah. It's just never, never a good strategy. Yeah. We'll get into the trade talk later uh, when we get into some of this injury talk. But we do have a question here before we move on. And it is from Ricardo. And is Gibson still a sell high? If so, who should I try to get? I don't know if I'm selling Gibson. I mean, his usage is way up this year than what I expected it to be. I don't. What are your thoughts, man? I guess it's. Uh... You got to target your uh, Washington football team fans in your league. Um, I guess, <laughs> man. But I mean, he's he's had a he's had a real nice year. Um, yeah, I, my my only concern is always JD McKissick. Just it's. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say this: Gibson's not getting passing work still. I mean, it's like two targets a game. It's not. It's not anything Nothing to be like, oh man, this is awesome. But he is getting way more work in the rushing game than I think we saw last year. Uh, and so, you know, we're seeing 20, 14, 12, 13, 20 attempts. Like, I don't think we saw 20 attempts last year, and I'm trying to look back at the the game logs here, but he saw 20 attempts twice last year. He's already seen it once, this twice this year. So, yeah, it's way up from last year. Uh, now his pass catching is down a little bit from last year, but, you know, it's I, – I think, I think we can – He's just—he's made a lot with the opportunities he's gotten. I—I'm not sure he's a sell high. I mean, it's your, if you're saying sell high, Ricardo, because he scored twice last year, last week, then maybe. But I—I I don't know if you're gonna be able to sell high, especially with a guy who is dealing with a shin injury. Like, and I—I I would imagine your league is, you know, privy to that, and they're not gonna buy it. You know, my leagues probably wouldn't. They're not gonna. They're not gonna give you proper value for Gibson. Um, I mean, if 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 you can try and find a running back. I mean, now yeah, if you're stacked, I would say if you're stacked at running back elsewhere, and you can go get like uh, maybe go get like a Keenan Allen who hasn't had a great start to the season. I would one hundred percent do that. But it's only if you're stacked at running back. And I'll be honest, there's like three teams in every league that might be stacked. Maybe one team in every league that's stacked at running back at this point because running back injuries have been brutal. So good luck, man. Uh, if you want to follow up with any questions, hit me up on, on Twitter at F6P underscore Joe. But uh, yeah, good luck, man. All right. So yeah, I think we're I think we're done with the bye weeks here. Again, it really is just to kind of summarize it up because we kind of cut it short there. It's really like hope you had enough depth prepared ahead of time. I think panic selling is a bad thing. I think your 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 other league mates will take advantage of you. Um, and then that you're way. Just gonna get made and, fun of the whole and year. they and they should. <laughs> yeah, and they absolutely should. Um, if you're I desperate, you're desperate. You know, you got it. You got to make desperate moves. So we'll get into some more of the trade talk later because I, I have something I want to say about that. But uh, we'll save that. Um, his other Pattersons are are. Uh, well, you already said. Oh, I have Eckler, and someone wants to trade me for Net and Robert Woods. Here we go. Um, another question. I thought this was the same guy at first, but it's not. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. The chosen, the chosen rose. rose. I like it. 
So I have Eckler, and someone wants to trade me Fournette and Robert Woods for him. What do you think? I have Godwin, Emmanuel Sanders, and Tim Patrick. Ooh, Fournette's I think good. Yeah, and Eckler's easily the best player in that trade. I think I hold, man. I know it's tempting. Uh, his I, other I don't running, know if I want. So his I other running backs are Patterson and Gibson, who are good, but I don't know, man. I think I think I hold. I mean, Eckler's just such a monster. He's so involved in that offense, and the running backs and he's behind him. Getting don't, the red zone touches. That's what's nice. The, to see. the running backs behind him aren't anything that you need to worry about. Um, and so I think I hold, I mean, I know Fournette's doing well and, you know, Brady's getting him involved and Woods had a breakout game last week, but I don't know if it's going to continue for Woods. Like Woods has, you know, four or five games of the, you know, maybe four or five games like this every, every year. And then he's sort of like ho-hum the rest of the rest of the year. Um, I, I, I think I'm holding as well. Yeah. I you, you know how the, the running back, uh, they they go thin into the. Uh, I'd I'd love to hear who your other receivers are after Tim Patrick because obviously when Judy comes back Patrick goes to the wayside again, unfortunately. But I love Patrick for now, uh, but I still think either way, like you'll be able to find more receivers off the waiver wire than you're going to be find running backs unless you know there's like injuries and things like that. But even then, you're dealing with you know we're dealing with Daryl Williamses and Damian Williamses and Khalil Herberts and. Booker and like these guys are backups for a reason. So like, let's be real. Um, yeah, I hold. So, all right, man. Let's get into. Uh, we talked about just mentioned Daryl Williams, the Chiefs. This is a little more just like pure NFL talk than fantasy, but a little fantasy too. What the hell's going on here? If I can quote some, uh, you know, Tom Landry here. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Like. Or not Tom Landry. Damn it. I'm stupid. Green Bay guy. Uh, that's what I meant to say. Oh, I suck. Um, anyway, you know who I'm talking about. I think everybody yes. does. Uh, yeah, I mean, fantasy-wise, like, all these guys. You know, Mahomes is number one quarterback. Kelsey's number one tight end. Hill's, like, number two or three receiver. So, fantasy-wise, it's been okay. Uh, you know, you're you're happy there, but like this team looks like it's turning a bad direction, man. Um, it's almost like they lost the fire. You know, it, it's weird. Uh, talked about it on Sunday with Jeff Lambert from Going for Two on the the Last Call Pod that we do on halftime of Sunday night games, and you were watching the game on Sunday and. It's like teams basically went, okay, we're like, we're going to double, triple coverage Tyreek Hill, and we're going to double Kelsey at the same time. Good luck. Beat me with whoever else you got because it's not working. Now, not every defense is going to be able to do that. Um, It's tough to just contain one. I don't think Washington will be able to do that this week after the way their defense has played so far this season, which is not something I thought I would say coming in. Uh, there's been other defenses that have not been able to do that. But if you look at Kelsey, or not Kelsey, if you look at Hill, right, you look at his season, he has like one week of 34 points. He has another week of 40 points. 
Then he's got, and I now I'm using DraftKings pricing, so it's a little skewed, but it's it's a full PPR. But 14, 10, 5, 50, and 40. Now that's full PPR. If you go to half, which is what I usually use, you know, cut it down a little bit each week. Not exactly what you're expecting from a Tyreek Hill, but as I've said many, many times with Hill before the seasons, I don't. His consistency is not really there. Now last year it was there, yep. way more so than I ever thought it would be. But, but now it's kind of back to where. But now it's kind of back where it was, which is why I never wanted Hill on my teams. Uh, but I bought into it. I thought, okay, the Mahomes effect is real. Um, so Hill is now a legit guy. And that's why I put Kelsey in my round one of, of every draft that I had. But it's not really working out that way. Like what what's what is going on with with this team? Man, especially the last couple of weeks, man. Well, it, it, at, you know, at the naked eye, defense right off the bat. Uh it's historically bad this year. Um they're on pace to have uh the worst defense in the league. <laughs> Uh, you know, in the in the history of the league, not just this year. Um, so man, I don't know what it is. Uh, I it's almost like they're abandoning their game plan just because their defense is allowing so many points. Yeah, because I, I I mean, with the the moves they made in the off season this year, stacking that O line after the loss in the Super Bowl, you know. They, I, at least me, I thought they were gonna, you know, look to have a more balanced attack, run the ball, hit the play action deep, you know, mm-hmm. more balanced instead of just, you know, airing it out. <sighs> they're not. I mean, they're just airing it out. They're not balanced. So I, I think their their game plan's all out of whack. But I mean, Andy Reid, he, I mean, he's been in the league for how many years now? He's, I think he'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think the offense will figure things out. Um, the other thing that, that pops up to me when I look at this team is the turnovers right now. The turnovers are way worse than they've been before, especially from Mahomes. And it's, that's Clyde catching up. hold on to the ball. Well, now he's hurt. Uh, and so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, it's the turnovers. It's the and, – and, again, I think some of the turnovers come from kind of what I was stating earlier where they were – you know, teams are, are bracketed, bracketing coverage for, for these guys, and they're taking away that, like, that deep pass that Mahomes just loves to be able to connect on. You know, he loves to be able to, like, just kind of scramble out of the pocket, kind of turn his body and just wing it downfield. But it's not there. Like, and we saw it a couple times in the Chargers game. Uh, we've seen it a couple of times in a bunch of the games so far where he just hasn't been able to connect on on that big downfield play that has been a big staple for them, especially last season. Um, it's, and so I think they're going to have to build in to Mahomes. Hey, you've got to check down. You've got Josh Gordon now. Maybe we, maybe we can do some some, you know, smaller routes with him, you know. Hardman, like they've got a lot of speed guys, but they're gonna have to bring some of these guys closer to a lot of scrimmage. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, utilize them and bring the coverage up to allow Hill and Kelsey to get down deep. Um, that's what I think needs to happen in order for it to like balance back out. But I think if they just go deep almost every play, like they have been so far, it's going to hurt them. I mean, come on, their first drive last week looked great, like it was. 
game time consuming, looked phenomenal from an NFL stance. But 15 plays, that's not the Kansas City way that we are used to. Mm-mm. And then they couldn't do anything after that. Like it was just kind of like dink a dunk, dink a dunk, dink a dunk. But like then they couldn't dink a dunk the whole rest of the game. And so it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. It's that gunslinging mentality. For it is. It is. It totally is. I mean, because I remember watching the game last week uh, against the Bills. The Bills were giving them everything in the middle of the field. Yes. And Mahomes just didn't want to throw it there. <laughs> yeah. Until it was too late, you know, and then he started dinking and dunking at the end of the game, but it was too late at that point. Dude, Dang. Leonard Fournette is having a game. Every time I look up, he's touching the ball and he's doing well. Holy crap. Um, anyway. Bye-bye, Ronald uh, Jones. We do have <laughs> – yeah, oh, it's been bye-bye, Ronald Jones. Sorry, John LaPresto. Uh, <laughs> I know I know you're, a, I know you're a, a Rojo fan, but it ain't happening no more, man. Uh, I got another question here from Drizzy Jake. Um, should I trade Terry McLaurin for Amari Cooper and Robert Woods? Ooh. I like McLaurin both than both of those. Better than both of those guys, in my opinion. However, if you need to build some depth, I don't hate it. No, um, as a depth trade, it makes sense. Only, like, dude, you've got to be total trash at wide receiver to give up McLaurin for those guys. McLaurin has been the real deal this year. Um, he's coming and, off a down week this week, yeah. But he's yeah, he's still he's so much. Back. He's so much better than those guys. Um, I mean, they play the Chiefs. How bad? I mean, he's gonna blow. We'll up. get it. We'll get into that later <laughs> too. <laughs> but yes, yeah, yeah, it's one of those like, yeah, McLaurin, McLaurin is 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 doing all right for himself this week this year, man. I um, I mean, target wise, he's like eighth in the NFL now. Granted, I know the receptions aren't there, so the catch rate isn't there. But I mean, yardage and touchdowns, he's he's right up there, man. I mean, Coop. Cooper is one of the most talented athletic people in the NFL, but he's one of the most inconsistent players. I know we just talked about one with Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's here. Amari Cooper's here, as far as, in my opinion, as far as receivers, especially when you add in inconsistency. I just can't do it with Cooper, man. Like, you're going to get like. You watch. I'm, I'm going to say this, and Cooper's going to have his one of his 40 point weeks this week just because I talk trash about him. Um, the Patriots. Ooh, yeah. Maybe not. <laughs> but we'll see. It's it's still just like, I, I can't do it with him. Uh, and I mean, the other thing you got to remember, too, is that, I mean, Cooper is going to be, you know, vying for targets with. CD Lamb, who he's losing to right now. Uh, one, yeah, losing oh, to right now. Gallup's coming back eventually. Uh, you still got Pollard in there. Zeke's going to get a couple here and there. Dalton Schultz is getting really involved. There's a lot to do there. And, and I know I've said in the past that you don't want to, you know, look at, you know, a muddled receiving core and go, oh, you know, because there's you know, three, four guys that they, you know, they can't do it. But when you're talking about, you know, two talented guys at the same time and one's kind of by himself in Terry McLaurin and one's trying to compete with three guys, if not four, I'm going with the one. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, 
He's and then, like I mean, Woods, Robinson. Woods, we just talked about him. Woods is, he's got to be up and down this week. I know he's coming off that huge 14 target game, but that's not going to, that's not going to continue. They're still going to, Coop's, Cup's going to be involved heavily in that offense still. And Henderson's um, starting to get involved a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I say no mostly, but man, again, like if you are desperate for some receiver depth, I, it's too I mean, talented. It's, it's too talented guys, but you are giving, a, you're legit a giving a wide receiver one for two wide receiver twos, in my opinion. Which isn't bad. No, I think it's a fair trade, but I mean, I wouldn't do it unless you need depth. Yeah, I, I like I always like keeping the better player if I can. Um, but I get it, and that's gonna be something we're gonna get into here in a second here. With the major injury news, and uh we will start with Mr. Russell William Russell Wilson. Sorry. Too many Williams in the league. It sounds um, fancier that way. Russell yeah, right? Williams. Yeah. Um so Russell Wilson, um obviously dealing with the uh the f- the finger sprain, right? If I got my injuries right. Yeah, the uh, ruptured um, middle tendon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Not a finger sprain. Yeah, ruptured a tendon. He's going to be out for at least four weeks. They're saying I'm hearing up to eight potentially. I mean, he's out a while. I even, guys. I even saw an update that said he was at practice today limited. I don't know why. What? <laughs> yeah. Is he just running? Because like he's not throwing the ball. With no, that. he was There's not no... throwing the ball. I, I, this, whoever I can't even remember. Walkthroughs. I'm just they, there to like watch. That's they that's put weird. in the tweet. There goes uh, Russell Wilson after having uh, finger surgery, limited at practice because you know. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. All right. Um, so anyway, so what do we do about this, man? Like, okay, so so the first the first thing we've got to ask with all of these is how does this affect the other team or the rest of the team? And so, obviously, with quarterbacks, there's more effect on the rest of the team than any other position. So we got to look at guys like DK, and we got to lock it, and Carson if he ever gets healthy, um, and, or you know Alex Collins while he's you know the guy. What happens to these guys' value uh, in the interim while Wilson is out? Because we're looking at Geno Smith, and Geno Smith looks all right as a as a Seahawk, but he's no Russell Wilson. No, um, I think he's going to play as well as a backup does. Um, and you're going to, the more games he plays, you're going to see it get worse. I think the, I, I honestly don't think that, you know, Geno Smith's going to be bad coming out the gate because defenses don't know what to plan against him. They don't know how the Seahawks are going to run their offense now, which he right. So coming out the gate, I think, I mean, you're obviously your expectations are tempered, but I think at the, at the start, it's going to be good, but then it's going to slowly just trickle down in value because defenses are going to start to learn what they're doing. They're going to start bracketing DK because it looks like he's his favorite target. Mm-hmm. You, got a, you got an injury-riddled Tyler Lockett. I mean, Tyler Lockett was Russell Wilson's guy. So I, I think Lockett's going to take the biggest hit, but... At first, you you'll be fine. If if you're not confident with it, uh, I mean, I would maybe sell high while you can with uh, the Seahawks players. But you know that defense isn't that great, so they're going to be passing the ball. It's, it's, it's... Yeah, this is a tough one. And um, our guy Garrett Ball on uh, for the staff here wrote an article earlier this week about the Russell Wilson injury and just some guys that you can go out and possibly pick up. Uh, you know, and 
you know, if 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 Darnold's still out there, um, I think I think you can go you can go maybe yeah he's like a number one choice in my opinion. Like if he is somehow out there in your leagues, then yeah, you know, less lesser guys here. You know, Bridgewater isn't bad. Wentz. You know, it, I know you got, serviceable. you got Tua coming off IR. Yeah, I mean, there. Tua could be interesting as well. You know, Justin Fields is starting to come around, uh, so that's not a bad one. I mean, look, and if you're totally desperate, like Gino at least has some legs, right? And he'll he'll run a little bit. So I don't hate picking him up if you're in, like, deep leagues, especially super flex leagues. Um, you know, at, at this point, you know, you've probably made your decision and figured out what you can do. Um but yeah, as far as like DKing these guys, like yeah, the, the value takes a hit. But I mean, they they made it work um, in that second half, and I feel like Gino is it maybe just the preseason that he's looked all right with the Seahawks because yeah, Wilson doesn't miss any time. Yeah, it's it's this is the first time he actually missed some time. Yeah, that's that that will be interesting. Um, it's unprecedented. I'm I'm curious to see how they run this offense now. Because I, yeah, I think it, the biggest uh, thing that hurts them is Chris Carson not being there with the combination. It does. It did yeah. last year, man. We we talked about that with with Russ coming in. Like his first half, the second half last year was so drastic. And what was the difference? The running game disappeared. Um, so it's just one of those like um, <laughs> Tampa Bay is about to score again. <laughs> Fournette got, tackled. Fournette got tackled at like the one-yard line. Give it to Mike Evans. They tried. Uh, pass interference in the end zone on a poorly thrown ball by Brady, but <laughs> they'll take it. Um, They're going to run it in. Yeah, I mean. Tom Brady sneak? <laughs> <laughs> Who do I need? Is AB back in? <laughs> I feel like I saw it. I feel like I might have seen him back out there, but I don't know. I haven't seen any updates yet. No, I haven't um, gotten any yet either. That'd be nice for me because I do have the uh, I do have AB somewhere, but he's not he's not in right now. Anyway, yeah, I mean, and 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 this gets back to like the trade talk here, right? And and to where like you know you're gonna be if you if you took Wilson, you probably took him fairly early, and you were relying on him being your quarterback for a while. Do you trade because you're looking at you know four, five, six? To eight weeks gone of Russell Wilson. You need something better and probably be more consistent than a Teddy Bridgewater or a Carson Wentz or whatever likely trash is out there on your quarterback waiver wire. Yes, you can try to stream. If you do it perfectly, it will work. <laughs> Good luck. I've mentioned this many, many times on Twitter, many times in my Fournette just scored again. He is wow. Um, um, I've mentioned it on the show before. Like, yeah, people will say, if you stream this guy this week, this week, in all season, these are the guys you streamed. You would win your league. You would have QB5 for the entire season. It's impossible to do that. Like, literally impossible. The odds of doing that are probably about as possible as winning the freaking lottery. Like, it's impossible, man. Like, it's so hard. A, they have to be available. Two, you have to make the right call every single week. I mean, even our humans too. Even I don't do that. Nobody does that crap. The best of the best don't do that, man. Um, so yeah, it's it's hard to make these trades. But you know, for for me, it's just like you know, I I I hate having to like because you're gonna have people know you're desperate if you have Wilson, right? And so again, it goes back to the you know the Chiefs thing where like or you know like the bye week thing. I mean. 
people know you're desperate, and so they're gonna try to you know sell you on the cheap. And I I, I just I honestly think it's gonna be hard to go after quarterbacks. Um, and and they're find... never easy to trade for. No, nah, because never. their points are so much higher than most of the positional players that you're willing to trade up. And so people are like, well, I'm not giving you that guy for this. He only gives me you know 12 points a game, and I'm giving you a quarterback gives you 25. Eh, it's not the same, guys. <laughs> like, 12 points for a running back right now is pretty damn good. Uh, so, speaking of running backs here, we got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the IR at least three weeks. They haven't said how long officially, but MCL sprain. We're looking at Mr. Daryl Williams coming in with maybe some some uh, McKissin. Who knows? Um, look, I'll I be mean, honest. It's, it's going to be McKissick in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, McKinnon, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, you said McKissick. It's cool. I almost said the same thing, I'll be honest. Um, yeah, McKinnon, I don't know, man. Like, Williams can catch the ball, too. I'll say this, and, you know, over the last couple of weeks, you've seen – I'm trying to pull up my stats here. Where'd they all go? Did I close the damn page? That'd be bad on me. Um, <laughs> no, I found it finally. I'll tell you, over the last couple of weeks, you've seen, even though CEH has had some pretty good weeks, like uh, as far as like yardage and touchdowns and things like that, it has been Daryl Williams that has seen a lot of work um, and has been efficient uh, with it. I mean, he got five touches last week, but he saw 10 the week before, 10 carries, saw two targets, got in the end zone the week before. Um, he has seen more and more work as the season has gone along. And if you count like snaps, it's even worse. Like, yeah, CEH is getting the, the line share of the yards and, and things like that. But um, I think he was just randomly being super efficient with things, which, I mean, maybe, uh, you know, is a tribute to his talent. But I also think it was kind of like, you know, we were all getting a little fooled on this one a little bit. And I'll tell you in, in, in the fantasy six back league, uh, kudos to, uh, Richard Seville. He picked up Daryl Williams like two weeks ago. He does this crap, man. He always goes out and picks up these guys and just like throws them in the end of the bench. He's like, ah, who knows? I don't think he did it as a, who knows? Like maybe Edwards or will get injured. He does it as a, I'm noticing a trend real quick. And he does this. He does it all the time. Um, and that's why he's won this league multiple times. Man. <laughs> he gets these guys. It's amazing. Noticing trends is big. It is, man. And, and I'm slow to the draw on it sometimes with, with at least with my leagues. Like I notice it. I'm always just like, yeah, I'll go figure it out later. And then like I just don't go to my leagues. I suck at managing my team sometimes. I've got too many of them is my problem. And I'm like, eh, it takes so long. Um yeah. Yeah, I see, I see the, that's why I like best ball leagues because <laughs> I don't have to do anything. But then all my guys get injured, and it's like, well, now I really can't do anything. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Here's so my donation. So yeah, right. So what do we do? Like, what are we thinking about with Williams here uh, going going forward? You know, at least these these few weeks while Ceh is is out. I I honestly think he has the same value as CEH going forward, at least until CEH is back, just because we know how explosive this offense can be. I mean, all it takes is a tackled uh, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey at the one-yard line, and 
they're going to hand it off. I mean, it it might be to an offensive lineman, but they're going to hand it off. Well, or to do a little shovel pass to Kelsey yes. right up the middle that they did like three times last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like I like Daryl Williams as they uh, and I'm trying to think. I, I did have my rankings still pulled up. So like this week in half PPR. Um, Although my standard is pulled up for some weird reason, I say he's a solid RB too. I've got him at eighteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean he's he's solid. Uh, not you know not somebody I'm. Yeah, he's not going to win you the week, I think, but he's he's not going to lose you the week. Yeah, he's 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 got a lot of he, he's got a, he's got a lot of value. Um, going forward, at least until Ceh comes back, and then it's probably more of a split workload. But I'll tell you what, though, man, like Williams again was seeing more and more work as the weeks were going on. So it'll be interesting. Like if he really booms, does this hurt Ceh when he does come back? That's the thing you got to watch out for. So like it could be the type of thing where like when Ceh comes back, if Williams has been crushing it, you sell Ceh like the week before he comes back, get something because people can be like, oh Ceh come back, Ceh come back, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I want him, I want him. Hmm. If Williams has been killing it, Reed's not going to go away from him. You watch. No. Because no. he's been in that offense for a while. So, like, it, it can work. And he's work. not fumbling the ball. True. That's, that's, that's a big thing, I think, for Andy Reed. Yeah. We uh, have another one, another question here LeBron's brain. Uh, do you think, what do you think about, so I'm guessing this is Jonathan Taylor, yeah. Nick Chubb, T. Higgins for CMC. Daryl Henderson and C. Lamb, a lot of big names in that deal. Whoa! Uh, I mean, you're getting McCaffrey so right there. I McCaffrey's mean, a stud, but man, he's not playing this week. He's probably not. I mean, there's just something about McCaffrey that kind of scares me, man. Like he seems injury prone all of a sudden. Like, well, the hamstring's big. Those linger all year yeah, long. Yeah, I've had plenty of them in all the sports I've played, and I'm not trying to play at an NFL <laughs> level. And, man, they linger and linger. Um, you try to play through them. You try to fight it. You're like, oh, I can just go like 80%, and then like you make it 10 times worse. Oh, yeah, you uh, go 80%, before. then you're down to 70%. I, <laughs> 20? You're just out. You're just out. Um, I, I mean, I like. CD I, more than Higgins. I like McCaffrey more than both of those running backs. I don't mind Henderson. Like we said, he's getting more I involved. Don't Taylor, see, my thing is like Taylor and Chubb are both top five running backs, top eight running backs at worst every single week, right? Just oh, yeah, such a floor. McCaffrey's a one. Henderson's like a low RB one, mid RB two most weeks. Oh, this one's tough, man. Because they're like, okay, if I think if you can if you can deal with McCaffrey being out for like one, two more weeks, possibly, I, I think I, I think I'd do it. Getting McCaffrey could be huge, man. McCaffrey could be like league winning if he can stay uh, yeah, healthy. Yeah, if he if he's healthy, he's the best player in this trade, hands easily. Down. And like you're getting the be- the better receiver, in my opinion. And Henderson is not terribly far away from Chubb and Taylor as far as fantasy value at this point. Now, real NFL value, those guys kill him. <laughs> and, but like because of the scheme and the offense that Henderson is in, his fantasy value is is way better than it than he should than it should be. So I yeah, I like it. I do. Yeah, if you can sustain the couple weeks that you might have McCaffrey out a little bit longer, go for it. Absolutely, because he I could like be it. a league winning. 
All right, so next injury here that we're dealing with is Juju Smith-Schuster. And this one is season-ending. He had the the, the, uh, surgery on the shoulder. So, I mean, what's what's your quick thoughts here on this one? I think this is going to be rather quick, in my opinion. Uh, I think uh, you're upticking Najee's value and Claypool's value. I mean, obviously, Deontay's going to have that nice, solid floor, like he always has. But I think Najee and Claypool definitely are going to get an uptick in uh, value and uh, Najee, uh, I, I he might get those nineteen targets again. No, Joe. I know no. you don't like thinking that. Hell <laughs> to the no. There it's we go. So see what I say. Second second half. Jalen Hurts gonna run in for some touchdowns. He just got one. <laughs> Book it. <Yeah. laughs> he, he um, garbage time MVP this year. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, hey, I'll take it. I've got him on a team, so I need it. Um, yeah, obviously Claypool gets a big a big boost. I think Deontay gets a little bit of a boost, but not not much. Uh, Najee gets some boost in the passing game. I'm interested to see if the the tight ends get a little bit more work. Uh, Fryermuth is is you know been talented. I don't really care about Ebron. Um, and then obviously you got to look out for like James Washington. Um, you know he's gonna always get get involved, but. I don't think you're really like relying on those guys, but they're. I think those are guys that you want to at least like pay attention to for the next couple of weeks to like see if one of them emerges as like, you know, especially with these like huge bye weeks coming up, right? Like, well, of course the Steelers have next week, so maybe the next three weeks. Sorry, uh, you know, with these gigantic bye weeks coming up, like you want to see if one of these guys can emerge as like a like a prayer flux play type of thing. Like, oh, the matchup is good. Like. I need to throw a dart and just go for total upside and see what happens. Um, that would be the only thing I would think there. Um, I don't really think it hurts or helps Big Ben at all because he's already kind of bottom of the barrel. So moving on. Uh, the, the last major injury here that I think we can talk about is Saquon Barkley. And this one's really strange because we just have no information about how long he's going to be out. Um, but I think this week's kind of in the bag. Um so we're looking at Devontae Booker, who a lot of people spent a lot of money on in Fab, especially Scott Fish. And how, how you, did you get him? No, but I, I definitely spent a lot of money in Fab and other leagues. Well, right. But, so my thing with Barkley and which, or not Barkley Booker, which is why I didn't I go heavy on him. Hey, <laughs> in Scott Fish, there's the, that's 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 for real because it's, it's super flex. You got to do it. The thing with, with Booker for me is, look, we've all seen Devontae Booker. He's not that good, right? Uh, yeah. we're, looking at, we're looking at a Giants offense that is decimated by injuries, absolutely destroyed by injuries right now. Now we're going to possibly get some of these guys back. Um, but we I could like also – What? I like Kadarius Tony with all these injuries. Yeah, I mean uh, – Look, the the thing with Booker to me, and which is why I didn't go heavy on him. I you know I tried to go after him in in plenty of leagues, but I, I didn't put my top money on him. Uh, I didn't put my top waiver claim on him because look, it could be one week, it could be two weeks, and then Barkley could be back, and then Booker's nobody again. Booker could also be nobody right now. <laughs> That's my thing. It's like Booker, who's Booker? Like it's he's not that great of a player, and this Giants team isn't that good. Yeah, he got in the end zone last week, but it was like a one yard run. Like, who cares? Um, You're not gonna get many opportunities. No, it's just 
it's not it's not a great situation for him. And Barkley's coming back, so which is why, like, I mean, I get it. People are desperate for running back help anywhere, so you know you needed to go heavy on it. But I just wasn't willing to spend like half my budget on a guy who could play two weeks, which is why I didn't go after P Ryan huge last week. A lot of people were like heavy in the P Ryan because Mixon's hurt. Mixon's gonna be back this week probably. So like, what you spent that kind of money on one week, guys? Sometimes you just have to like. You have to look at the injury of the player that he's replacing and figure out if he's really coming back anytime soon. You can't spend, you know, a quarter to a half your budget on a guy for one week. No, it's a two week. Not at this point in the season. It's still too early for that. Um, But I mean, that that's really all I wanted to say about Barkley. I mean, obviously, your Barkley missing time from that team kind of, in my opinion, hurts everybody. When he's in there, that offense runs a lot better. When he's not, the offense struggles. Um, but you know, when he's gone, it sucks because he's also a phenomenal player. <laughs> I just love watching him. He's so good. I know. Like but, zero to 100, just like that. Yeah, so let's let's do this next thing real quick. We'll kind of we'll – you know, I'll just kind of run through some names here. So these are some guys. Like, who do you like that's returning from injury? Maybe not this week, but – you know, in the future. Oh yeah, AB is back in. He just caught a, or he just got a, a target. So I knew he was. I saw, nice thought I saw him. So, uh, so we're talking about some guys who are returning from injury, right? And so we're talking about you know Jerry Judy possibly coming back next week or the week after. We had Jarvis Landry. Um, it, it's possible this week, but maybe more likely next week. Sterling Shepard looks like he's good this week. Uh, I have Michael Gallup likely as week eight. And then I wrote down Jeff Wilson. I thought he was coming back earlier. And then I looked it up like right before the show and saw it might be like November, like maybe even like mid November still. But like that's it. That is still sort of an interesting one because I think the 49ers still really, really like Wilson. And none of the running backs that they're using right now seem to be like blowing the roof off. So that's an interesting one. But I want to ask you like, who's the one guy out of this group? And if there's somebody who I didn't mention, that you like and you are willing to like go trade for maybe on the cheap because he's on the IR still or, or whatever. Uh, I mean, he's not my, he's not my top guy, but I will add Rashard Bateman in there. He is coming back too as well. Um, but that's, you know how that passing offense works. It looks like Marquise Brown has taken over with Mark Andrews, but the guy I'm really excited for Jerry Judy. I yeah. mean, he, he showed a lot of potential in the first two weeks until this, you know, unfortunate injury. KJ Hamler's out. I, they, their wide receivers have been decimated. I mean, I know they signed John Brown, but he's nothing yeah. compared to Jerry Judy. Uh, no, so I, I, yeah, I. I'm I, sold at Jerry Judy. Yeah, I like I like Judy a lot. I've got him as Scott Fish. I need him to come back now. <laughs> um, especially with all these random injuries I've got, <laughs> it's just like, oh man. Yeah, when he when he got when he got hurt in week one, man, he already had seven targets in like what a half. It was nuts. Uh, so I was like, oh man, this is happening. He was gonna be a PPR machine. I was, I was like, this is actually happening. Uh, it was nuts. But yeah, Judy's my the guy that I am all in on too. I think he's. You know, he should be the most expensive player to go get. And if I was a Judy owner in, in a normal in a normal league where trades were allowed and not Scott Fish, <laughs> I'm not giving him up uh, for anything that's not top dollar at this point. Not top dollar. Like, you know, I don't need, like, the best of the best. But I need something at least, like, wide receiver two range or, you know, 
if we're trying to do like comparison with running backs, it's got to be like at least a high end like RB two type of thing. Um, I'll say this: Sterling Shepard kind of catches my eye, and so does Michael Gallup for kind of the same reasons. Look, the receiving core is banged up. We know the Giants have lost Galladay. We know the the Cowboys are dealing with you know Cooper's been kind of banged up a bunch. He's not consistent. I mentioned this earlier, you know, in the off season, right? Gallup still saw like an amazing amount of targets, and his air yards were crazy good uh, for somebody who you know. Yeah, he's gonna probably be third in targets. I get it. Um, the interesting, the other interesting thing about Gallup is like when he comes back, what happens to Schultz? That's yeah. something I would really look out for. Um, yeah, because Gallup had seven targets that first game. He was amazing. It was great. Um, and then on the same side, I, you know, I kind of went away from Shepard really quick. But Shepard, it's another guy who 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 was performing early. Uh, granted, Galladay wasn't, and you know, Galladay and, and Tony was hurt. Um, but it's it's one of those uh, Shepard. I still think has a really good role. I think the one who gets the hurt most by Tony or Tooney, whatever you want to uh, you pronounce his name, is uh, is um, uh, not not Shepard, but it's uh, uh, Darius Slayton. Slayton. I think Slayton is the one who gets hurt the most by by Tony. Um, I really do. Um, but you know, with Galladay being injured now, seem seemingly more long term, I think Slayton will see the field again in those three wide receiver sets. But I think those are the two that I would go after a little bit more. Um, you might be able to pick up Gallup a little bit cheaper. I, I had a couple guys in the fancy six pack league go after Gallup this week on me and they tried to give me some garbage <laughs> running backs. And I was like, no, I don't care. You're not gonna was, I'm like, nope, <laughs> nope. Like not going to happen. I'm not giving you Gallup for nothing. Um, yeah, I've waited this long. I will well, the running backs they tried to give me just like weren't valuable anyway. I was like, I don't. Oh, it was like Latavius Murray for Gallup. And I'm like, nobody wants Latavius Murray. <laughs> Come on. Nobody wants any running back from the Ravens right now. No, not at all. <laughs> We've mentioned that many, many times. So, all right, man, let's rip through the rest of these injuries and, and get on and, and uh, close out this show here. So I'll do the quarterbacks and running backs, and then uh, you can do the do the rest here. So running through the quarterbacks here, we got uh, Jacoby Brissett deal with a hamstring limited practice, although it does look like Tua is expected to play, so it doesn't matter anyway with Brissett. Um, we got Lamar missing practice illness, but it sounds like it's non-COVID, so we should be okay. Um, obviously, we mentioned Russell Wilson. And then uh, Daniel Jones dealing with a concussion limited practice, so that's, I guess, a good sign that he will play, although if you're his coach, you had no idea he was on the practice field somehow. Uh <laughs> Keith love that one. <laughs> little, little dig. Sorry, sorry, Keith. Sorry, Keith. We just got to make fun of the Giants when we can, right? That's that's, that's what we do. Show. Yeah, right? I mean, AJ's not here, but I got to do it for him. Uh, <laughs> so on the running back side, uh, we've got Melvin Gordon dealing with a hip injury. He was limited in practice. And Kareem Hunt is also dealing with some injuries. Um, uh, you didn't get the limited or whatever here for him. But um, I think they're both probably going to play. Or no, no, wait. It looks like that just didn't get split off here. So totally different teams. I'll get to Kareem Hunt in a minute. So Kareem Hunt, sorry, wrist and a knee did not practice. So not great. Um, Nick Chubb on the same team getting work on his calf did not practice. I'm not hearing that there's a lot of like risk there with any of them missing Most, time. Yeah, it's kind of a rest situation. More yeah. Than injury. I think it, 
Yeah, it's. I think. Yeah, I honestly think that's what it is. We do, however, have Joe Mixon dealing with an ankle. Although I think it sounds like he's gonna probably play. Um, however, Samaje Pirine dealing with COVID. He got that on like Monday. I mean, he could potentially get cleared, but doesn't sound like he will. I mean, my God, if both of these guys miss time, like there's nobody on this Cleveland on the Cincy running game that I even want anything to do with, right? I mean, like, you, I don't know if there's I'm anybody else. Who's that rookie? Uh, I can't think of his dang name right now. Uh, Chris Evans? Chris like, Evans. You don't want like, him at all? Are we – I mean, he, he hasn't had a single carry all year long. So, like, he's, gotten a, cu- he's, got, he's gotten a couple catches, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess desperation play time, sure, fine, go for it. But uh, I would imagine you've – I would hope you have somebody better on your bench. But, yeah, that's not good. Um Chris Carson, deal with the neck. We've mentioned that one a couple times already. Did not practice. Doesn't sound like he's going to be good to go this week. Unfortunately, I was really hoping he he would. Uh, Damian Harris, dealing with a rib injury, limited practice. We got Damian Williams, as of today, put on COVID IR. Um, I'm just going to do it now because I can. (laughs) Go Hokies. Khalil Herbert time, baby. This dude is the real deal, guys. Look, he's not going to be like, you know, top notch running back, but this guy can get it done. He totally surprised me last year at Virginia Tech. Transferred from Kansas. This dude is fast and shifty. He can get it done, man. Like, do not doubt. And you know what? He saw more work than Damian Williams last week. So I. I love this guy coming in this week. If he. If, if Damian Williams did not get cleared, and it really doesn't sound like he will. I'm I'm curious to see what he does in the passing game because he didn't get a single target last week. Like, yeah, he got more work on the ground, and he did great. He averaged more yards per carry at four point yeah. two. Um, but I, I now I want to see what he can do in the passing game because that's what's really gonna. He caught he caught ball. plenty last, not a ton, but he did he caught enough last year that I think he can he can make it work. Um, but let's move on here. Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift both did not practice or limited. Oh, sorry. Jamal Williams was, did not practice with a hip and illness. So maybe it was just the illness that kept him out. Um, but DeAndre Swift up dealing with a groin injury, limited practice. I think it's just one of those ones where you're going to have to keep an eye on it. Like there's really no telling what's, what's, you know, if what their status will be for, for, uh, for Sunday, uh, Christian McCaffrey, we've kind of mentioned where like the coach keeps saying it's 50, 50, but he hasn't practiced yet this week. So he's my doubtful. guess is he's not going to play. He's doubtful at this point. We mentioned Barkley. Then he should have just Ed- went out in the IR. <laughs> uh, right. Um, Chase Edmonds um, dealing with a shoulder injury, limited practice, probably going to play. And then same thing with Aaron Jones, ankle injury, limited practice, probably going to play. So go for it, man. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this one really it, it surprised people, but it's not like it really affected us. Allen Robinson made it on the uh, injury report with that ankle injury. I mean, it, it kind of helps us now. Maybe we might be able to sit him confidently. Uh, but we're, no, we're already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Then we I'm a jerk. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm a Packer fan. I will. I will support. <laughs> <your Patriots comparison. laughs> but we also got Darnell Mooney uh, growing. He was limited in practice as well. Um, he's been playing, so I, I wouldn't be too worried about that. We got Chase Claypool. He was limited in practice again with the hamstring injury. But again, I mean. 
he did look like he tweaked it last week, so I, ex I expect him to play again. Uh, this one was a big shock to me. Mike Williams uh, did not practice the past two days with his knee. Uh, that could be a big one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, be be prepared for that one if 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 necessary. Then we got a you know shocker Devonte Parker with the shoulder and hamstring injury again. Didn't practice. Um, Tyreek Hill with the quad did not practice uh, today along uh, with. DeAndre Hopkins, but his was more of an illness. Uh, I mean, he, I expect him, you know, and Tyreek Hill both to come back strong. Uh, we got DK Metcalf. This one surprised me a little bit. Uh, with his foot uh, downgraded to a did not practice this uh, this Thursday. <sighs> Man. That would be brutal. I don't out. know. I don't even know. I actually don't think I have. If he doesn't play, I legit haven't. Empty roster spot on Scott Fishbowl because three of my players that I could have subbed in are playing today, and I didn't start a single one of them. Oh no, that would be brutal. I need him to play. Cross your fingers, Joe. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> need him to play. <laughs> we talked about Kenny. Please, no! <laughs> we talked about Kenny Galladay a little bit earlier uh, with the hyperextended knee. He didn't practice. Uh, Darius Slayton. Again with that hamstring injury, Sterling Shepard again with that hamstring injury, and then uh, Kadarius Tony popped up with the ankle injury too. I, I thought maybe it was going to say suspension underneath it. Yeah, right. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> there's been like nothing. Like you punched. Like, uh, how is this not being addressed here, man? Same reason why the NFL won't address the Washington football team and Dan Snyder and any of his garbage. I just I don't know what's going on. But then know. we had a couple surprise. Uh, uh, pops pop-ups on uh, the injury uh, list. Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen with the foot, Justin Jefferson with the ankle. They both didn't practice. Um, man. <laughs> I'm hearing yeah, it's just like bad, veteran but... day rests, you know, like, hey, they're a little sore. You know, we'll give them from rest. Like, they don't need to practice type of thing. But, yeah, again, these are all things that you just kind of need to keep an eye out for. And then, uh, I mean, bouncing over to the tight end side of things, uh, I mean, this was positive, but we uh, seen TJ Hawkinson with a limited practice with his knee this week. I mean, today. Yeah, it is actually is positive because there was <laughs> there was some doubt, man. There was some doubt for a little while. That's that's where I'm going to be dying. And, Scott and that's huge <laughs> because they are desperate for weapons on that yeah. offense right now. Go Monroe St. Brown. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, just a few little defensive injuries. This one's uh, big for the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs with the ankle injury did not practice. Uh, we got Tyron Smith. He's not really a defensive player, but big injury nah. possibility. Getting the MRI on his neck. Uh, that had to, you know, unfortunately make him miss 14 games last week. Uh, you know, if he's out, it's an entire downgrade for that. Yeah, uh, that's. Yeah, all like when he goes out, you know, and you saw it last season, he that that offense is just different. I mean, he just he's such a force on that offensive line. So, um it's it's tough. Um and then I'll finish things off here real quick and and like I Kickers are kickers, man, but hey, Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship, he's a top kicker in the league when healthy, but if you saw that game Monday night, this dude's not healthy. Um, and he was dealing with a hip injury. He was like sitting down on the ground on the sideline, trying to stretch things out, and like didn't come in for a kick at one point. And then when they got the, like the offsides penalty, he came in. It was so bizarre. Um, but obviously not not feeling great. So 
you're gonna like if you have him in your league, you've got to figure something else out, possibly last minute. Um, but even if he does it, even if he is like gonna play through it, can you trust it? It's hard, man, because when a kicker's not feeling right, hits and legs. Kicker nowadays. Yeah, after last week, that was weird. Uh, like 25 total missed kicks, like the most in NFL history. That was bizarre. Um, I mean, like when a kicker is dealing with especially, you know, lower body injuries, they're not going to be accurate. And it's just so hard. They can't get the drive on the ball that they need to. It's it's so hard for them. So this is something that, like, you really need to consider. Like, if you've got good options out there, you might consider it. Moving on, uh, we have another question here, and it is: Should I trade DeAndre Hopkins and Cortland Sutton for Dalvin Cook? I love that trade. Ooh, I kind of do I, too, man. I um, mean, if you've got the receiver depth to give up those yeah, guys, I even so. I mean, you could you might be able to go to the waiver wire and just. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to go to the waiver wire and get a running back. But you can go to the waiver wire and, and possibly get. And a you're not it. you're not getting a D hop, and, and I mean you're probably not really finding a Sutton off the waiver wire either. Uh, but of course, when Judy comes back, Sutton won't be this Sutton. Uh, but D hop's been kind of up and down. He almost seems a touchdown dependent at this point, which is crazy. yeah. He's not seeing that volume that he. Got um, yeah, I mean, if you yeah, if you, I think if you can get Cook, I, I I would do it as long as you're just not you know. As long as not dealing with like Hunter Renfro or wide wide receiver one, then I think you can deal with it. Like, I I think it's a solid trade. Yeah, I like that. You're so. getting the best player in the trade. So let's finish off the show here, man, with our DFS picks and fades of the week. And I'll start off here with the stack slash smash plays for me. And like I'm targeting that Washington Kansas City game. We've already sort of mentioned it before, but you know Mahomes and Hill, and they are the most expensive players out there. Two of the most, two of the most expensive players out there. Eighty three hundred for Mahomes, eighty five hundred for Hill. This Washington defense, though, is just atrocious at this point. Um, it, it, it's just hard to believe how different this defense looks. Um. I mean, than last year, it like it's we all that is the defense on your next stack, right? I mean, we, <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad, man. I I don't know how it has gotten so bad, um, but it's just one of those like you you know what it is what it is, and so you, you target it, and you know as much as we said you know the Chiefs are dealing with some issues, they've got to get through them, and they got to get more consistent. This is probably one of those get right games. So that's that's where I go with it. Uh, and then Heineke and McLaurin, a much, much cheaper stack at 5,800 for Heineke. I'm actually surprised. He has been performing pretty well. Um, yeah, he's, 7, sure hun- I've seen Matthew Berry post at some, but he's, got, he's actually uh, outscoring Aaron Rodgers right now. <laughs> uh, you know what? That wouldn't surprise me. I have not checked that but uh of course it's gonna take me too long to figure that out but oh, yeah no, we will it. uh we will figure that out later um yeah season yep, uh, uh, qb8 oh. yeah hang on oh this is just right yeah this is all fantasy scoring what, what am i looking at here heineke he's 18 rogers is 16 oh this is different scoring i don't know anyway yeah. um He's still doing all right, guys. So 5,800 to 7,100. And again, 
the Kansas City defense has been Swiss cheese this year. Um, and so you can you can get something working here with these guys and save a little money on a stack and go after some of these other high-priced guys. My other stack, who I, I like, is maybe a little bit of a bounce back against another team that the defense is not playing well is Sam Darnold and DJ Moore. Um, like I'll give them a little bit of a pass last week. Um Everybody's gonna have down weeks, but I mean the the uh, the Vikings defense is not good, guys. So uh, get this going. That's another cheaper stack, sixty one hundred to seventy three hundred. And again, you can pay up for some of these guys who I really love, Devontae Adams. Um, Chicago is like cheaper stacks. You can get Devontae. Yeah, right. And so it, it, it's weird because Chicago is like weirdly good against shutting down quarterbacks but if you look at the receivers they're not good <laughs> this was like i don't know how that works um i i guess it's like they're giving up a lot of yards but they're not giving up the touchdowns and don't, I, don't break that's the only thing that i can think of but Devontae adams like his volume alone warrants using him the, oh, the volume is in we said pace for over 200 targets joe i mean <laughs> after the first couple of weeks everybody's kind of like oh maybe he's not gonna see it i mean seven to nine 18 11 16 targets like okay he's back uh <laughs> rogers figured out oh i gotta throw to my best player again yeah and so that's what it is i, I love him uh this isn't a super high-priced guy either here, but Daryl Henderson, we mentioned him. I love him against the Giants. The Giants are not good against running backs. They're not good against anybody. Um, and then Jonathan Taylor, um, been a little inconsistent, but the last couple of weeks he's had over 100 yards from scrimmage. He's gotten in the end zone, and Houston's defense is moderately good against the run, but it's only because they usually get trashed against the pass. Um, but... I like the fact that this offense is, I think it looks like Reich has figured out he's got to run through Jonathan Taylor. And I think he can easily do it against Houston. So I like that as kind of a kind of a plug-and-play smash play there for me. You want to do the fades? Yeah, well, why not? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this one was a tough week for the fades. I mean – but we got to put him there. Uh, yeah. Lamar versus the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers defense, I mean, yeah, they gave up 40, what was it, 42 points to the Browns last week, but that was that's uh, not That's not them, dude. No, they've been, that's they've not been them. good. Derwin James has been running that defense like Ray Lewis back there, in my opinion. <sighs> I mean, he's been doing everything. I heard Brandon Staley's comment saying that he's been running like three different positions let's, while running the whole defense. So, let's mean, put it this way. According to DraftKings scorings, which is what I I get my pricing from here, they are still allowing the twenty fifth uh, least, I guess I should say, points against quarterbacks at seventeen point two, and they allowed how many last week against the Browns? Uh, forty two points. Yeah, so that means they've been destroying the other quarterbacks they've played, <laughs> which includes Pat Mahomes, by the way. And, uh, and Lamar is going to revert back to the mean this week. I mean, he had a, a great game uh, this past week against the Colts, but he's not going to do that again against the Chargers. So yeah, Lamar, of- Lamar's been kind of up and down. So that's my thing. And and that's why you know, this was one of the guys that I think you and I threw on here was just the fact that like he's been sort of up and down. And the Chargers defense is really good. 
Um, Lamar's had some like amazing heroic comebacks, which has kind of saved his day. But I, I just I don't buy it. It's all not garbage this. time, kind of. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, but, it could uh, happen again, I suppose, but yeah, I'm not buying <laughs> it again. Um, another guy that we can fade here, uh, Aaron Jones for 7,300 at Chicago. Um, man, AJ Dillon, he's starting to show his value in this offense, and it's really cutting into his workload. I mean, for 7,300 on DraftKings, we want these guys that are going to get the full workload. Just. That's yeah, it's a bit high, and the Bears are pretty good against the run, allowing the twenty fifth, you know, least uh, number of points against the against the run. So it's one of those again. I I don't like the price for what you're getting with Jones. Yeah, and then uh, we got Antonio Gibson over here. I mean, sixty five hundred isn't terrible, but you know they're playing the Chiefs. They're probably going to get blown out. You know what his role is, and it's running the ball. It's not catching the ball like McKissick. I mean, he's going to get a couple targets, but it's nothing that's going to be, you know, saving his day. Might not get that 76-yard catch and run like he did like two weeks ago. <laughs> that uh, literally did save his day, saved <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> a lot of people's days. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, this one this one you got to monitor. I, I don't know what the price is on Zeke, but if Tyron Smith doesn't play, man, you know Zeke's going to be a high up there in the price. 7,100. Sorry, I did not write that down. Sorry. Oh, no. that's a, you. All you got to do is mention Tyron Smith being out, and I'm already kind of uh, – yeah, We're out. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we got to pick the low-hanging fruit here too. You know, Payday <laughs> Rob and OBJ. <laughs> guys, stop it. They – we can't got we can't use these guys until they prove it again at this point. I just can't do it. Um my values here for the week are uh I mean it's obvious. Khalil Harbert with with Montgomery and Williams out. He's forty six hundred, you know, it's not a you know a total punt play, but he's cheap enough that you pretty much have to put him in, especially in cash games. Um, he's going to be high owned in those cash games. He's probably going to be high owned in GPPs, but so that in in your in your in your tournaments, I think you could fade him because he will be so high owned because you want to need to be different to win those and cash in those. But in your cash games, you kind of just have to go with these like kind of no brainer picks here and there, and. You save a bunch of money to go get Devontae Adams. Because if you don't, you're just playing all the middle guys, and then it doesn't really work for you. Um, oh, yeah. I'd be, if, if Derrick Henry was on the main slate, I'd be smashing Khalil Herbert. Oh, of course. Henry. So would everybody else. <laughs> um, and, and I have every week I've played just about. Uh, another one here is DeAndre Carter. He is a total pump play, the cheapest of the cheap, 3,000 versus Kansas City. Um, this one is really only if. Deami Brown and Chris Sims are out. Uh, I mean, Carter got a lot of work last week. And again, I really do think Washington's going to have to pass a lot. Now, if you go with Heineke and McLaurin as your stack, I'm not going with Carter also. But, you know, if if you want to get a Maybe different stack and save. Maybe. Just uh, so you can stack up on a. a you know, I think when you go with a stack, though, you kind of want those two, like, you kind of at least want some some top value players. You want some top notch players for the most part. Uh, you don't want to go like, you know, good quarterback and like total dirt cheap receiver just because. Uh, you know, I, to me, that's not the way it's worked out in most times. But if you want to go with a guy who's going to hit value most likely, if he is the wide receiver two for that team, uh, then Carter could be a guy. 
that I think could hit value pretty easily at $3,000 versus Kansas City if he is in turn the uh, wide receiver too. And then uh, we mentioned his name a few times, Amon Ross, 8 Brown. I mean, look, he's going to be the guy in Detroit. Um, Tyra Williams is still hurt. We got Quentin Cephas out. Hawks back. The the running backs are banged up, most likely to play still. But St. Brown's been good the last couple weeks after a slow, slow start to the season. And um, yeah, I mean, forty two hundred. That's a that's a value to me, and I think he's he's easily gonna be a guy in my my player list that I would be looking at. Yeah, I mean, Hawkinson banged up. DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams banged up. He's about the only healthy guy there. Hundred percent, man. So, all right, I think that's it for the show, man. Uh, thanks for filling in. We are at twenty-eight to fourteen. Uh, was it like six clock? minutes left? I believe six minutes total. Eight no, minutes, eight minutes. and a half, eight and a half. Yeah, for me, oh. eight and a half. I think you're, I think I'm a little ahead of you. So yeah, a little by eight and a half. Um, they're actually handing the ball off to Miles Sanders. Holy crap! I didn't think that was possible. Um, and of course, he had a good play. Like, hey, go figure. Hey, this guy's good. Maybe you should use him once in a while. Um, got to wait till the fourth quarter. <laughs> not even then. It's so stupid. They use game well ninety percent of the time. It's like dumb. Um, anyway, guys, uh, that's it for the show. Uh, again, hit this, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button. Uh, give us those reviews. We appreciate it. And uh, just thanks for tuning in. And good luck this week, guys. Yeah, thanks for having me, Joe. All right, man. Peace. Peace.